and I must keep running, running, and 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 running, running, Welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. This is episode 360, 360, and we have, and I say we, I mean me and my man Jason C. We have five books to talk about this episode, some big books, some in-between books, you know, and some real wacky things going on. But before we jump into that, make sure that you go over to Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. Follow us. We'll follow you back 100%. Also, go to our website that I am starting to pump out the reviews. It wasn't wasn't a song in the 80s, pump out the reviews. I think it was. It might have been something along those, right? A little do-do-do-do-do where you can go is weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com. And yeah, I had a bunch of reviews. So did my man Gabe. Also, if you would like to go over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdscience where You'll get a ton of extra podcasts like this one and other things as well. Comic books, Marvel, DC, some manga, some TV shows, some movie reviews, all those sort of things over there. One of the big things that we do each week, though, is our Marvel Comics Patreon Spotlight, where this week me and Jason talked about Strange Academy number 14 and Wastelanders Wolverine number one. So if you want to get a little more action, a little more of the reviews. Go over there, patreon.com slash weird science, even if you want to just help us out with what we do here on the regular feed. But we're going to not waste any more time. We're going to get right to this. This is where we go off, and me and Jason will be starting with a little bit of the Spider-Man. All right, and here I am with my man, Jason. What up, Jason? Hello, Jim. Ah, uh, yes. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We are here. We have a bunch of books, some very wacky. If we had actually two sections of books, we'd have the Spider-Man section and the wacky section. But we're going to have them all thrown into one here. And we're going to get to this with the start of Amazing Spider-Man, which actually upset me. Because before we started recording, you said to me that Saladin Ahmed is just kind of here for this issue. And I like Saladin Ahmed a lot. Not that this issue wowed me at any sort of deal. I, I think it's kind of a basic. Ahead, but it, it feels like this wraps up what he's trying to okay. do. Okay. And and really what he's doing, and it's kind of a funny idea that I thought, oh my God, the Miles that, that book. I, I like the Miles book, but we need to get some forward momentum in that book as well. And I was afraid that you'd kind of get kind of entangled in this beyond deal, but actually he does the opposite where he uses the amazing Spider Man to set up more in Miles than anything else going on here. Which is, is nice that we see this does tie the spider books together. That that feels good. Do you think that they should have maybe spelled out, though, like, hey, everybody, read this first, then go to Miles? I I guess you would normally anyway. I, I because think in, the, the big... in the Miles book, it says this takes place after that, but it doesn't mention it in Amazing. No, so with that, though, it's the Amazing Spider-Man number 81, written by Saladin Ahmed. He's part of the Beyond Corporation, the Beyond Board. Carlos Gomez on art. Uh, Brian Valencia colors VCs Joe Carmagna on letters, and you end up having the Theo Ben Riley and all. I'll read the whole thing with Peter Parker out of commission. Ben Riley is taken on the mantle of Spider Man. Back by the Beyond Corporation, Ben has access to all the things your friendly neighborhood Spider Man could only dream of 
a swanky apartment that he shares with his girlfriend Janine and upgrade his Spidey suit and a handler named Marcus. Lately, Ben's been on a roll. He managed to take down the UFOs, Morbius, and Craven. He may have taken some licks in the process, but he's been getting the job done his own way. However, not everyone up beyond is happy with Ben's methods, namely the head of Beyond Superhero Development, Maxine Danger, or Donger, maybe. Luckily for Ben, Maxine has her sights set on a different spider at the moment. Now, you say that, and it is more of a copyright infringement deal. We'll get more of that in the miles with that wacky letter. But do you think that Ben's on a roll here? It says he's, I don't feel like he's really on any sort of a roll. You know what I mean? Like he took down Morbius kind of the UFOs maybe. Right. That ended we up have, hurting him. They have Morbius's nipple now, which is going to be important for some exactly. reason. Exactly. Craven, you know. Morbius's nipple is going to get its own spinoff. Oh, dot, my God. Dot, I, dot I wish that would happen. That would, that would be a Dracul nipple. I don't know what you're <laughs> calling. The, the living nipple. Uh, <laughs> and so with the on the roll, Rhizome? You know what I mean? Like, is this the role? <laughs> because it's not that great a role. It's not a Kaiser role here. That, I think, is a fancy role, right? What, yeah, with the rhizome, so this rhizome villain shows up, and we see, uh, you know, Marcus slash Cody Ziegler telling him about it. But I don't really understand, is is this villain just rampaging and no no other heroes are going to fight and him? And Yeah, that's is the problem. Is he kind of popping up and disappearing? I'm not I really see understanding him police what the, cars. And right. th- the weird thing about it is, well, first off, they're like, well, it's in Brooklyn. Who has time to get to Brooklyn? I guess, you know, and it, it is that whole idea of right away. I knew we were going to have because there's miles. And they end up saying, as you said, Marcus does look like Cody Ziegler. Cody Ziegler says, hey, I'm done writing those last couple issues that, you know, uh, Jim and Jason may not have liked, but other people <laughs> seem to have loved. But I got to warn you now, here's a drink. You got the green. I hate those sort of drinks. They're the worst. They, yeah, they, not my they're thing. They're really good for you. I ended up having pretty much like that at one point where you had to hold your nose and drink this wheatgrass nonsense. And, and yeah. really what it did, it, it made my per, put my poop turn green. That's all it did. And so, I mean, and he's probably a, he's a Spider-Man. They probably should just grind up some bugs and put it yeah, in there. Yeah, probably. They might, they might have. I mean, and he's like, and you know, the joke's gone. Eh, I don't like this. It tastes like crap. He throws away. And it's funny. It's like, it is wheatgrass no more at the point where he walks away and it's <laughs> sitting there in the, you know, in, uh, yeah, in the trash. It's it kind of indeed. funny. But they say you're going to run into this other Spider-Man, and if you do, make sure that you you take him down because of that copyright infringement. Like, Ben is going to care about that. It's not really clear. So I guess uh, Ms. Danger has told Cody Ziegler here to tell Ben to tell Miles. So we've had a a chain here, and it's not really clear what Ben is supposed to do. Exactly. And Ben, like, even at the end, says, what, is supposed to punch him? It, It almost feels like the idea, like, if you're... You know, an athlete or a musician, a star, whatever, and you have a manager, that's their job. Their job is to do the nitty-gritty stuff that is the awful stuff that would make you – but they're trying to, like, almost make Ben be a a jerk. And he doesn't want to do that, and they they don't get this in their head. Now, in this issue, Saladin Ahmed doesn't even start to play the idea of I'm going to turn off my suit here, I'm going to turn it off here. When they're going with that, they see all this, and it seems to be Marcus's downfall by the end. I don't know in the Beyond Corporation what that – it's almost like re-education he's in. I don't know how he's yeah, going to come yeah. back. But to put up the stakes, you end up in, hey, Janine, I'm heading out. There's this mon- – everybody's so relaxed about this monster that's rampaging through 
New York, and nobody yeah, else no is jumping to it, right? So he's like, hey, it, it's a weird deal. Why isn't it that he? you start with this? Hey, Janine, you know, uh, hey, you need a little downtime. You just fought Craven. You did good. Beep, beep, beep. Oh, I got to go again. Hey, Marcus, what's up? Oh, Rhizome. It, it's that Rhizome, then this. It's odd. Right. It, it feels like it's almost like a chronic problem and going on for a while. We don't know when he's going to pop up again. Oh, there he is. But I, I guess it's just happening right now. And this is a, a pretty straightforward issue. It's not going to get wacky like the Cody Ziegler stuff. You're pretty much going to know exactly what's happening. It's just not a ton going on. It really does set up more of the no, miles thing. Just and you check get... in with everybody. So this this scene is just to check and remind us it that is. Janine still exists. That's all these two pages are about. You end up adding Marcus in because he has this kind of. You want to think that he cares. He doesn't care about Marcus, but Marcus is a a guy. He has to deal with them, and by the end, that gives another one of those stakes. If I mess up, as Ben would, you know, if Ben messes up, you end up hurting other people, including where they say Marcus is off being disciplined. I don't know right. what's and going we've on. We've shown that. that that Marcus has looked out for for Ben, so yeah, he has. there should be some sort of a bond there. Yeah, and I think that that's what the, you do have that bond. It's not again, it's not a best friend or whatever, but he sees that Marcus, especially in the last issue. Has his back a bit. At least compared with, you know, good cop, bad cop with, with Ms. Donger. Donger. Uh, you end up where you also go, oh, I'm going to try out new tech. There's a lot of things in this that you're like, okay, that's what yeah, we're doing here. that was I don't, weird, I don't right? understand why that was thrown in because it's not really used in the rest of the story. And also, it doesn't really look right in the art to me. No, it doesn't. Because we see like the little spider web wings, which we've kind of seen before for gliding yeah. stuff. Yeah, he's gliding. But it says it uses more fuel than the luxury jet, but we don't see any. No, like out of his pack. shoes or we something. We don't see. We see some water splashing up awkwardly, but it's not. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what this is about. It looks like this. It looks like maybe this is setting up something for a future issue. It has to be. You need to know it has to be there because it doesn't mean anything to this story. The best thing is, is that really would have served him better, you know, when he was on that algae rig. He might have been able to fly back. And that that is one of those things. That is one of those things that you have. Like Spider-Man, that is kind of an off air. He can't really swing around over water because there's nothing to grab onto. I think that's all that is. We're going to end up having something over water that he needs to do it. But when he does it, he's like, oh, man, like the big wow moment is I'm never taking the bridge. Yeah, right? I mean, for, for all we know, <laughs> this one page could have been added in after the whole story was written. Yeah, yeah, it could right? have been. in that one little dialogue bubble in the corner of the Janine page and this one East River page. And you could pull those out. And it is funny, too. Page. Look at the next thing when he gets to bed and he's checking out the deal. He's coming in like he normally would, but they look like they added like a, a trail, like a, a, a smoke yeah, vapor yeah. trail there like, that r- doesn't really the fit, right? Yeah. And so he goes down. But again, what is that vapor trail coming out of? I, mean, I don't know. We should see some tech on his back or something, shouldn't we? It's, well, you see, in a weird deal, you see something going on that looks like it's even separate. It doesn't even look like it's like coming out no, of his it back. No, it comes out of his forearm. Yeah, I think that must come or out of his back or something. I don't butt. know. But Spinner you end rats. up where he gets down there and, hey, you know, I'm here to save the day. What? It already Because he meandered too long. He's busy talking to Janine. Yeah, there's some weird talk here about yeah, there how, is. yeah, it's almost like, oh, you heroes always causing problems. It's, it's weird, right? The Miles shows up, but he's even later. He's a, like these Spider Men are not doing their job, and he comes in and, and just to really point out the deal, I really think that one of this is is to show how awful that costume is. 
He comes in. It, it really is. And this now, Miles swings in on a web. We don't know what that web's attached to. No, but. I have no idea. <laughs> it's got to up to the sky somewhere. He comes in hoodie, you know, sweats. I don't know. Groin show. It's, it's odd. But he comes down and is like, hey, and, and you're just going to get a fight. Who are you? You're not Spider-Man. What? I recognize we your voice. The, I don't the recognize the quick, deal. You know, th- throw down before the team up. Which yeah, is and that's what you always pretty quickly. Yeah, you always that. That's the cliche, but it's okay. And he ends up where when they're talking, and Ben says, "Listen, you know, Peter's hurt. Oh my God, I shouldn't yell Peter out." But uh, you yeah, know, and then that <laughs> is the yeah, that's the tell. Though Miles realizes that. Oh, okay, you know must be the regular Spider-Man. You know the, and he you know says he's in the hospital. Oh my God, what is it? Now the the weird play of this is too. You realize that at some point you would like to have some of these Spider-Men show each other their identity because you get that kind of disconnect. Oh, you mean the guy that I usually work with that ends up here and like when he's talking, but you end up, it's okay. And there's the clone thing and you had clones and I'm a clone, but I'm the good clone. I'm not like your clone. Yeah, the clone, clone, clone. And yeah, that's, you know, a sticking point for both of them, especially where... Like what Ben's like, whoa, 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 stop with this shades on clones. I'm not going to go into it, but I'm a little sensitive <laughs> there. And that made me laugh. I wish he actually would have said something, but he, yeah, I'm kind of like a Hashtag brother, not all you know. clones. Yeah, exactly. That, he should have said that. But that they end up where they have to team up so that they can just be like, okay, let's go. And, right. and uh, we see they catch falls. this wall that comes out of nowhere. <laughs> nowhere. Again, the geography here is not clear. I we don't swear to where. God, I thought that the thing got thrown. Yeah, because I, I feel bad trying to it. see where the building is. Where is this comes from? And it comes from nowhere. I don't nowhere. know. Nowhere. It's just there, and it's going to maybe hit construction workers who you and know well, maybe it's two inches over their heads and the spider-man are like 50 feet away and they say hey let's go catch that and they catch it before it falls another half foot i don't know how how late were they to this rhizome attack you end up almost having the you know the cleanup crew is already there involved like they they're <laughs> full out like that happened a week ago they're like, okay let's go through the wreckage but they end up saving these guys and then, hey, maybe we should go attack Rhizome downtown. Oh, hey, yeah. That's not a bad idea, <laughs> yeah, other Spider-Man. And, yes, and, and Rhizome, you know, looks like a, I don't know, Groot Swamp thing. You, you see. Kind of a headless plant monster. So yeah. they start attacking it. And you get a good deal where they're going to get some team up deal. They're going to do their little maneuvers. And you're going to end up, you know, having each of them use their special abilities. I do want to mention, too. Uh, at one point where they end up sending off Ben and say, you know, when you go to this other Spider-Man, suggest other names like Stinger. And he's like, really? So you end up, you know, you have Miles using his abilities. You have Ben doing some stuff, but they team up. That's just what you get here. That, that's right. the they, kind they of the kind of try individually. It doesn't work. But by our powers combined, right, I'll, I'll web them up. You zap them, zap them. There's another strange thing where it says he feels something inside of Rhizome, but he's not touching Rhizome. So I'm not sure what he, where where that comes. It almost from. is like maybe when they were fighting, he's like I, I hit something like a clank. But this is what's weird about this. This is what's going to set up the stuff even in the Miles book, where he ends up where this guy. They say, oh, excuse me, he's not meta. He it's tech. It's like, right. this is all tech, this is weird tech, I'm going to grab this off of him. Yeah, it reminds right. me of a guy I ran into. that moment of recognition could have been played out more in the art. Yeah, I agree. We don't, we don't see how that comes out. And, and the weird thing about this, though, is, again, they're saying, 
oh my god, this is just some dude. And it says his powers aren't organic, they're tech. And even that, you almost get like a, an idea of like a um like a plant life symbiote thing until they say that. Okay, the tech you do see some things coming out of this like Yeah, a symbiote or almost like an organic mech sort of yeah, thing yeah. inside of so, they end up stopping this, and they end up ripping, you know, some of the tech. We'll see that continue on Miles. Uh, uh, but he says, oh, this reminds me. I love, like, how these characters, like, what does Ben think when he says, uh, this reminds me of a guy, a computer program I tangle with a couple times. You say, like, what are you talking about? But they I go mean, off that. Ben's not going to be, Ben's seen some weird shit. He yeah, he's just like, whatever, whatever. Okay, I'm going on. I'm going to go with it. It's, that's, that's Miles' problems. Miles goes to his book, yeah, really, in the house. He's like, I'm more Bronx. He ends up going, he's in Manhattan. Uh, No sleep till whatever, I don't care. Exactly, no sleep till nothing, donger. Because he goes back to talk to Marcus, goes in. I I actually, I I get a kick out of the idea of him coming in and out of the building like he does where it scans him and things. It reminds me of like playing with action figures and stuff like that. But, you know, this whole issue ends up being kind of weird because when you get to the end you're like really that was it but while you're reading it i do like the team up but when he gets to the end and you have ben going hey where's marcus oh well he is now down in our disciplinary action room uh mm. you know maybe with a, a ball gag in his mouth and i don't know maybe <laughs> pulp fictions i don't know but you end up where puts the lotion on his skin or else he gets the hose again exactly he's in trouble because ben didn't do what he said about miles but again all they said was, yeah, just me- mention it to him and say, hey, suggest a name. Right. I, that's the, not the way, his thing. The way my head works it out is that Maxine told uh, Marcus, he, I think she told him, you make sure he stops this Spider-Man from being Spider-Man. And Marcus was like, well, I don't want, he kind of softened it. And then Ben himself kind of didn't really even do what Marcus so said. It, got so can, it was a whisper right. down the lane. You get right. Purple was, Monkey dishwasher at the end, right. and it the wasn't what she said. Gave an order, and no one along the chain of command really wanted to do it. So it I could happen. even I could even go as far as saying, like, even if he didn't say much, that'd be okay. But he teamed up with him, like he actually had the beyond deal going and teaming up with the guy that they're trying to yeah. shut down. But then you end up where you know they get in each other's face. I swear to God, they were going to start making out. She's uh, awful I mean, close, really close, and also. She, so she's got the, the short pink hair, and then I'm not sure what the little horizontal lines on her scalp are supposed to be. Is that just like stubble? I, I, don't I, know. I guess stubble, but it's starting to look like a Macklemore cut to me, and those are canceled. So that right again, she doesn't have an eye patch or a monocle, so you have to play it out with the Nazi haircut. All right, she's bad. But again, you get that idea throughout all this, that she's bad. You do see something at the end that it's confusing, though. But what it seems to be is she has some of Rhizome there. But does is that it, make sense? I'm not that's, sure. I don't, because it looks like the tent. That's all I can go with. It does I look looked similar. It up. I wasn't sure if it's supposed to be the same I don't thing. Know. Because the Rhizome stuff is all connected to that tech. Tech. And so I, th- I don't think I, it's I don't actually know. Rhizome. The thing is, I it looks up oddly a similar. wiki, and usually those are spot on. And I looked up oh, and they God, were saying that. They were saying it's like the fandom wiki where uh, yeah, it could get wacky. Right. But most of the times they seem to know things like weird before things even happen. Mm-hmm. And they're the one I looked is spelling it out. And the only thing I can think of is you're showing this as a okay mission accomplished to be the idea again. Did they set up the UFOs earlier? And that's what ended up unfortunately mm-hmm. Peter got involved. 
So then did they also set up the credit? Like, it does seem like we're going to get that idea that in the end, all of this, even the dangers, and I don't mean the dongers, but the, the, the whole idea, this has all been the machinations of Maxine. But at the end, unless it is that, I'm confused. I'm really confused about the way that it's just, I'm going to take it because out of nowhere, hey, by the way, I looked into it. Doc Ock is getting into the computers. Well, we got an octopus problem. Ha ha ha. I'm like, what? Yeah, which was, I mean, Doc Ock was on the top of your building in an octopus suit <laughs> yelling it out about how he's Doc Octopus. This was not like detective work. No, th- we said at know. the one point you end up having guards there. That went, this is wacky. But <laughs> at the end, I think that a problem with some of these scenes, even, is that you have. Different writers doing different stories. So when a story ends and you kind of have to right. pick it up, so we it's were, not. I'm sure as he was cohesive. told that yeah, the Doc Ock thing happened, but he doesn't know exactly how explicit Doc Ock was. So. Yeah, it's weird too. I see that Maxine looks like she's drinking one of those green drinks as well. Because even anything that goes on with this, I just have in the back of my head that they're doing. There's nanotech in that and all that, but she just seems to have this container that's supposed to be this wow moment. Oh my god. What's going to happen with this container right. of possibly rhizome, though? That doesn't make sense because it was a tech-based thing. That's why I kept bringing it up. It did look like a symbiote or something like that, that this whole yeah, mission I'm, was to I'm collect gonna, it. I'm going to guess this is just coincidentally maybe. happens to look like rhizome. I'm going to say it's not If we really don't connected. see something later, like right away, like, oh, what are you doing? You shouldn't mess with symbiote stuff. Like That I can see as being a cool thing, but this is weird. Uh, but by the end, it's okay. It's it's what it is. You get a Miles and Ben deal connection so that they know each other a bit. I mean, again, when we talk about all this, uh, Peter is out of his coma, so the, the, the time is ticking. Ben has his own book coming up. So really what this ends up being, I'm not so sure, but I don't mind the meeting. And uh, the art was pretty good. But what, what would you give this? I'll say 7.3. I gave it a 7.5 on on the site. I, I could go down, though. I could even go down to a 7. It's, you know, nice enough, right? It's, again, a, a, a okay story, moves things forward, kind of a click. We do get the a little bit of the overlap with, with Miles. And Miles Miles finds out that Peter's in the hospital. I think that's an important story beat they got to And he gets tech that he thinks connects to the assessor, which is a huge thing in his book as we go off. To the next issue again, Salina Med sets that up. We go off to Miles Morales yeah, Spider Man, and it's Miles Morales Spider Man number thirty three. Little Larry Bird there, and it's written by Salina Med, art by Michelle Bandini, and I really like the art in this. And I'll even go the colors; I think are great as well. Eric Arcinega on colors, and hey, I give a shout out to BC's Corey Petit on, on letters as well. Hell of a letter. Miles' life as Spider-Man is constant battle, supervillain, schoolwork, balancing personal life with his responsibilities as hero, son, brother. But every time he falls, Miles rises stronger than before. Recently, Taskmaster ambushed Miles and Tiana Toombs, a.k.a. Starling, in an attempt to deliver Tiana to a very specific client, the Beyond Corporation, which we never knew that before, actually. That's actually out of nowhere because before it was just, I'm not going to tell you, and I'm gone. Mm. So there's a spoiler. Spider-Man. And Sterling Alpha Tasky, but beyond oh, severed right. mind. Yeah. Remember, we were all upset where the whole thing ended up that's, falling that's flat. That's because, right, because that was the same issue where the Beyond Corporation lawyers showed up at the end. Yep, they showed up at the end, and they never. Wow, hit. that's Remember, strange. Remember, Taskmaster that's, said, I, I, "I don't give I up my right deal." Over the recap, yeah, I usually don't read it until this. That. Yeah, that's a spoiler. So that little information right there. 
really would end up that really been nice to see. And, yeah, it puts Miles really against the Bianca. At this point, when we go even through that, it plays out even at the beginning. It's more of a nuisance of, oh, they're trying to make me stuff in Spider-Man. Not the, they were trying to get stuff. Like, that's big. Uh, that stinks. But beyond. that, Yeah, that would have made that issue. <laughs> yeah. It really would have more meaningful. I mean, just the, made, I, made more sense. the idea of you end up having Ben say, because he told him, like, now I work for the Beyond Corporation, that would have been a trigger. Like, what the heck? That would have been the good fight deal then. But it served Miles with trademark infringement on his own superheroic identity. Miles must relinquish the use of the Spidey name and likeness, or else, or else, I don't know, they'll sue him. Or else, apparently nothing, because that doesn't ha- nothing happens nothing. with that in this whole issue. I know, and he wh- mentions it to Genki, and then they get le- about they get business. a letter. Now, here's the thing: this letter, and Genki's reading it right. What you're playing here is the idea that it's a lot of lawyer speak, and it's supposed to be sure. boring. It's supposed to be over their head. There is a uh, person in the Get Fresh crew, beep boop, who is a copyright lawyer, and I ended up sending him. This thing, oh, and he got a guy for that. He said, "This is the most ridiculously worded thing." That, and I said, "I understand. <laughs> it's just a comic, and it's you're trying to make book. it." He's yeah, like, yeah. "What they are doing, legitimately, would have been one sentence, really to the point." But you're trying to play that old, you know, pop culture lawyer thing. So I didn't sure. get mad yeah, I mean, at it, also, but it made me laugh. They're, they're trying to, you know, big time a kid. Exactly. So I can say, and part of the story, you're just trying to overwhelm this teenage kid who doesn't know what's going on. That's what who's you be get more in scared. the comic. He said, right. he said, this is one of the most ridiculous things he's ever read. Like, here's the thing that I don't know about lawyer ease and things because again it's pop culture deal are the the whereas and these things these terms have not right. been used for Here 50 years he said that you really get really specific to the deal and said really never spells out a lot of the things that just goes on and pretty much just gives you oh this is our intellectual there's no like real spell out of maybe like at least three pages he's holding there too so I, this the goes play is it's just Overwhelmingly long and it's bullcrap to them. So. I do like Genki wearing a fantastic four. Oh, that's awesome! That's yeah, cool. and a, especially tech guy. And yeah, and, um, they're talking about the stuff, talking about oh, you know, the real Spider-Man. He's in the hospital. That kind of sucks. Uh, and so when you go through this, though, it does go right back to that tech. And it's funny that tech there. I don't. It looks like just some broken flange that you grabbed off some machine. Then he's like, I got this tech. It's really odd. Oh, really? What do you think? Oh, I think that it ends up being something with the assessor, clone talk, all that. Because right, we have a, a really quick, he's able to track it back to this assessor guy. Like, okay, he, he put it in this whatever scanner scanner and it pops up. And of course, he had read a, he had read a, a new story. <laughs> Everything is very convenient. Sure. Now, but the idea, I thought this was a cool idea that it integrates interdimensional portals mm-hmm. into electronics, which kind of makes sense with, I mean, that's where, you could get the, all this extra mass from that became Rhizome. Yeah, and, and with that, too, again, wouldn't that be what Maxine would want? The tech, not the end product, of, if it is what we said. Then you, you said, me and you will have to wait and see. We'll have a bet for a pizza, what that is in that, in that deal. But with all of this, you do have a mention then of shit. And if you had been reading the book, if everybody out there is reading, the idea that you ended up having the clone saga, with Miles, and out of that, you ended up having this gloopy, big, hulking, you know, clone. 
we haven't seen anything of him. I mean, he ends up at points where, and this really feels weird mm-hmm. to get back. It it almost feels like it's somebody else other than Saladin Ahmed being told, like, okay, we're going to have to mention this and this. Maybe if it was in the Spider-Man deal and say it was Cody Ziegler, because this idea of, oh, yeah, I, I didn't introduce him to my parents yet. They'd probably be cool with it. But for now, hey, he's living in the sewer. Later on in a backup deal, you'll see a, a nice little snippet it's not really anything you know mind-bending but you see that but it's just odd to just that's how you reintroduce shift in here which i wanted to see and it did elevate my score seeing him in this because it's a cool yeah, deal and, and it's nice a cool guy. deal because miles just going around by himself especially without peter and whatnot you need something else with him and and you do end up having shift so it gives him a, a mentor role even that is kind of fun and he's big he's gloopy he's you know crazy and he ended up they ended up finding a way so that he doesn't dissipate and die, but he still has some issues, obviously. But yeah, I, I went back and read that because I have not read all of, of Miles' story, but he, he was saved from death by baby boogers. Yeah, yeah, baby boogers. He ended up getting Which, and it. It was one of those give the alien a points. cold, but the opposite way it saved him. Right. <laughs> it was Independence Day mirror verse deal. It was weird. <laughs> but yeah, you ended up having the sneeze go on him and he was saved. Uh, okay. It, it, you know what is funny? It's something that drives Eric nuts in DC deal, and it's such an obscure deal. But you ended up having Deathstroke brought back from the dead by a leper because he ended up touching him. It's it's very similar, but you have Shift. Shift's there. Shift shows up, and you realize, yeah, yeah, that, that new spider suit is awful when you end up seeing Shift in an actual spidey suit there. That does end up looking venomous, though, because he's so big and bulky and all that. But they end up taking a bus. Uh, and they go downtown. I'm not sure how. <laughs> I, I can see that that Miles he can camouflage himself. Uh, he's sneaky. He's kind of a smaller guy, but giant shift. I, you've got to notice Kaboom as he lands on the roof. <laughs> it's like Styles and Teen <laughs> That's Wolf. That's a cool it, page, it, though. It is. It looks great. I think the art in this is really, really good, especially when you see them. But it's just a fight scene, pretty much. You get to this asset analysis where they track this, you know, tech and all that, and they right. go in. It's a it's a series of fights. First, we run into like the one regular guard with just a walkie-talkie, and they just web him up. And then we get a whole bunch of like mean military guards with with big old guns, and so they beat them up. That's and then Miles has right. to Miles has to stop shift from ripping the face yeah, off. Yeah, he's going to rip ahead. And and so what you get from here, and you get some little deal with if you're not aware, and maybe a lot of people because of the Ben Riley issue that we just read may jump over to this and you do spell out shift cannot camouflage like you said even on the bus but they go to sneak in he can't do that he's also a little bit of a he says glurp that's what he says it's like that's his version right and he can he can pop out like extra arms and shape shift and kind of a venomy fantastic for exactly. fantastic kind of a way and it's cool uh he also gets you know he thinks that he should kill people because of how he came about and all the things that he was involved with and you do have miles again like a mentor big brother sort of deal which i like because even his little baby sister who saved him and i think that he's right when he ends up talking to his parents about this if it comes to that they'll, they'll just i mean what are they gonna do they're just gonna welcome him in but you end up having them go fight these other guys and like okay this building is weird and again things that kind of just happen we're like what are these things here and the, the guard and then, i mean posts, there's another right? 
drone fight scene, which it, the drone fight seems we just needed a couple extra pages. Yeah, that's just a couple pages. <laughs> yeah. It is. And then they're like, yeah, okay, and then we're it here. Is, they do have a notice. I mean, I would think these are just lights. That's right? what they the look like. outside a building. It's I've just, seen you know, things like this. These lighted walkways. Little sure, posts that are walkway things. And then if something's weird with those, it looks like a trap. They're glowing. Again, glowing because in my mind, they're lights. And you end up where they blast them. You end up webbing them and also punching them. And they are pretty much a holographic projector that is disguising this building. And with that, I <laughs> the idea, why don't you just make a build? I, I, we'll see right, what I'm this is. I'm not quite right? sure what the reveal. So it, it's, it looked like a building, but it turned out. It's a different building. <laughs> it's a building. Oh. And it's almost like, okay, well, and it does, in my mind, it obviously looks futuristic and has a deal. But if you're going to do that, like maybe the play is like, this is from, I don't know, 2099. I don't know. What, but it, it got planted here. You know, we grabbed this, mm-hmm. but still just make another building. It's a weird reveal of, oh, the building was disguised. It's another building. And even Miles, mm-hmm. what is this place? It's not even like he recognizes it himself as something now, over crazy. Now, amazing, but... every corporation turns out to be a subsidiary of Beyond. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't think that's what we're getting here, though. This is, I think, the assessor is going to be. Yeah, a I think separate that this is full of assessor stuff, and and this may even lead to things like getting, you know, his uncle back. Like, who knows how this is all going to play out? Could it be connected out? to the uh, the Ultimate Universe and the Could other be. Reed Richards? Because maybe? of that, yeah, and that's where you had that even with the other goblin. Because, I mean, just that, that building, it looks like a, something an evil Reed Richards might build. It does, and we'll see. And that's got kind of that's got kind of a creepy now you're smile getting me on excited. It in the middle. <laughs> I'm like, I, I thought that I thought that it actually really looking at it looks like you're looking at a treadmill. From the front, like somebody's probably like running on that thing there behind. It actually looks even with bars around that would be connected to the treads. It's okay. very odd, but it's huge. It's a building. A little bit of a night rider. It, look it to looks it, like a night rider Cylon, you know, treadmill. But yeah, maybe this will get everybody back. Maybe this will, you know, deal with some of the know. things. I've, I've been expecting Evil Reed Richards to pop up in the five different books, and it never turns out to be him. Well, so. we'll, we'll hopefully it'll be now. He'll just be there, but. At the end, then that ends the main deal, and then you get a little right. cartoony uh, background deal with art by Gustavo Duarte, yeah. and it, it just ends up because of the idea. I think you need some <laughs> pages again. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, and it's just to show that you know Shift was learning some things and is a good guy, and there's a great guy who's got the food cart, and it just I, it's a I little try not to read too much into this. It's heavy-handed, right? To show the idea of there's hateful people and there's good people, and Shift who I don't even know he if he like understands this. Yeah, if you look at where he says glurp there, that, yeah, that's does. a Mike Tyson. Actually, face. yeah, when he does that, that is Mike Tyson. He, he's probably gonna do this and then go raise pigeons. This is what he's going to do. He's a pigeoneer. Is that what you call it in the, <laughs> in the bird world? Into Bolivian. A pigeoneer. Uh, but what would you give this overall? Oh, eh, eh. it's mostly just a, a fight scene. It gets there at seven and a half. Yeah, I'm go- I, I went. I bumped it up a little only because I wanted to see something with shift. When are we going to get shift? We don't get tons, but we start getting it. I like the interactions of the mentor Miles. I thought the art was great, so I went eight. Uh, but again, I think that a lot of my scores this week, especially this book, came because I was 
reading this other nonsense that we're going to get into, and at least I understood it because we're going to go through three books. Pretty wacky. Okay, Pretty strap in, wacky. everybody. Yeah, because this is some crazy stuff. We're going to start with Kazar, Lord of the Savage Land, number four. Kazar, and, number four. And we say this. I wonder, I just wonder who is reading this. I really, I know that we can look and the sales numbers are delayed for even October, haven't come out yet. But even so, that's just shipping numbers. I can't see somebody seeing this on the shelf and going, okay, sir. And then when you read a couple issues, I, I don't know what this book's trying to do. So confuse and me. Also, if you notice, the, the art team keeps changing. So for the first two issues, I mean, this was sold as, you know, Zach Thompson and I guess it's Herman Garcia with the, 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 the team and colors by Matthias Lopez. And then issue two, same art team. And then issue three, they had those same people, but it was and Alvaro Lopez and and Matt Miller on the colors. And now for issue four, Herman Garcia and Matthias Lopez are gone. And it's just Alvaro Lopez. And then you have four inkers. And now you have Matt Miller only on color. So the, the main art team has yeah, gone on gone. to other projects. And that's the problem. A lot of times you might have the idea, well, we have to do this and we'll get an extra artist because they're falling behind. This really feels like because of that. This book is not important, and they, like you said, moved on. Something bigger we talked, is going on. I guess on. it was on the, the spotlight. We talked about how, how much we like when an, an art team remains consistent over a series. And, I mean, this is only a five-issue mini. I would think that, for God's sake, if, you, if you're going to get an, an artist on a five-issue mini, you can commit, okay, I'm going to do the whole thing. Yeah, I'll, I'll you know, I even get upset when you have a regular book and, and an arc changes the deal i understand between arts you can change things up all the time but in a mini series a limited series that's only five issues there's no reason to ever change the art team and, and when we go into this the art you know is okay it, it's not as good as what it was some of the art seems you know of the real quick flashback thing is nice but the problem is yeah. is that they do a good job of keeping the same style it's just odd. it was a very distinctive style i mean it's not like this suddenly it looks like amazing spider-man no and it would not work it's a confusing issue it's not because of the art the artists do what they can yeah it's written by zach thompson pencils by Varo lopez and lalit kumar sharma you have inks by Alvaro Lopez, Bell, or Dino Brado, Mark Daring, and LeBeau Underwood. You also have colors by Matt Miller and letters by VCs, Joe Caramagna. And that, that's way too many anchors in even a thing that's just a limited series. But occasionally the Savage Line, I'm just going to skip to the occasionally the Savage Line needs Kazar's protection in exchange. The land resurrected Kazar when he was murdered by the ailing Patati, just as once was brought back to life. Uh, his wife Shauna. Now Kazar has new powers, new enemies, techno organic creatures called polyscions are attacking all over the Savage Land, spreading sickness and corruption wherever they tread. The plunderers discovered a map that leads to mysterious. Even this backup makes no sense. Entity behind the attacks, Dumavoy, uh, the Flesh Weaver. But Matthew, having formed a secret alliance with Dumavoy, stole the map and struck out on his own. Kazar and Shauna followed him. To Dumavoy's lair where they were brutally defeated. Now Matthew is with Dumavoy in the cradle and Kazar is morally wounded. Uh, okay. Yeah. There you go. Now, what, when, when last we saw Matthew, he was drowning in black goo. Yeah. But I he, actually here, thought it was going to be a Terminator 2 thumbs up. I think I said at that point. You don't get that, but yeah, go with that. I get it. That sounds familiar. Yeah. 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 I think I said that. Uh, but where do we get, where do we start off here then? Well, we, uh, we always start off in Dreamland. That has been a consistent through this book. 
And it's a dreamland, very heavy on the allegory on how his, his, his dad was a bad settler, exploiter, racist guy. This, this first set of text, it goes right away. Behold, an innocent boy falling prey to the untamed wilderness. Still new to the natural world, the boy's bright red cheeks wake those <laughs> lurking in the shade. They're not bright red. They're what? There. I'm like, what? They're not bright red. And wait, how, how bright can cheeks be to wake somebody up? Really, really red. I mean, it's basically because you're on fire. I'm thinking it's like this one of those baboons with a bright red ass. What are you talking about here? Wakes you up. I mean, that would wake me up if it was in my face. But still, even that, like, here's the deal. This book at points feels like, and and almost like Zach Thompson gets on this. Oh, Kazar, well, they are the plunderers. Let's just go with that. And so you get this colonization type of idea. Okay, we can play that. But the problem is, is that Kazar even went against that of his father. But you can play that. But that gets lost in the shuffle a bit. Then you also get the idea, I said, of vegetarianism, maybe even the idea by the end of the, hey, boomer, I'm doing things the new way. You're not up with the new tech. The world has to evolve, but everything gets lost. The message gets really muddled. It's so muddled in this. And then, at points, I don't even know what's going on in this. It's so wacky because you end up having, you know, Kesar and Shana. They think they're dead. They wake up. They're on some pedals. They're talking about things. They end up going back to Zira. For a, several pages here, I thought he was still in some sort of of the mind world. Dreamland. Yeah, I had to go back and say, oh, no, they're, they're in the real world. You get Savage Land of the Corn. They're just walking out of what appears to be corn fields and like, hey, it's me. I'm back. Hey, what are you going on? Remember me? I kind of got you ready before. Right. And, they were and saved just... by Zira of the what? Which people were these? The Yugen people. Yes, the Yugans. Yep. And she says, "We found you in the Blight Plains. Gave you a simple shell route." I'm like, what? And so with this, though, all of it. Right. This is just to undo the cliffhanger exactly. from last time because last time we saw everybody was dead. Yeah. And the setup then is these are the you know the indigenous even mystical people the Savage Land where they had picked. You know, Kazar to be that guy, but they thought that his son Matthew was going to be the next deal. This was going to be great because it's both worlds, everything combined, all mm-hmm. that. But eh, he's done some wacky things. So we're not going to do yeah, that. And, and these people are very ambivalent. You're the champions, but we were here first, and we came from Atlantis, but we weren't originally here, and we want. Okay, we're going to help you and Shauna get home, but they don't want to go home. No, it's again, it's just, but it's mixed messages throughout. And and then this page turn, I couldn't believe this. Okay, page turn, we see the statue, which is of a gorilla wrestling an octopus. <laughs> and Kazar just says, is that supposed to be us? I don't get it. I don't know where he's jumping to this. He's like, wait, this would be like, I don't understand. This- I mean, which, which? Who? I don't know. I, I yeah, that's the problem. I wish that Shauna's like, which one do you think is me? <laughs> you jerk! What are you talking about? It's just out of nowhere. And, and in that right. though, you have a lot of those moments because then yeah, and then we see this this tree out of Dagobah, which this there's a f- evil face on it. Oh, it's an evil face door, and hey, that's connected to the cradle. Yeah, which you're going to get to the cradle there, and this is the thing. Well, it just grew. They grow when you need them. Very convenient, and you're going to go down. It so. says, 
I'd never seen one of these space doors before yesterday. I flipped back a couple <laughs> issues. I could not find where That's he had seen one he yesterday. Just says so. it like that. Like he just says, I don't know. I haven't seen these before yesterday. And they, uh, who knows? And so you go to the cradle, and even then I'm waiting for something to get my footing. You go down to the cradle, and Dumavoy, he seems to want to now bring back the extinct deal of the animals, but he's bringing them back as half right. and, and we see we see that Matthew and Sabretooth Tiger Friend, they're perfectly fine. Yeah, they're fine. Right. They were they were drowning in black goo and now they just have cool new toys. And so what this is in, in a weird way where Dumavoy, who's just horrific Cthulhu monster, and I don't understand where you could see this thing and think anything that it's gonna do is good. It, it's awful. Its mouth looks like a zipper of teeth. It's awful. And it's, and, it's crazy because He's techno, but he's against the plunderers who were the tech, who brought technology, but he's also primordial nature. With the Cthulhu look, so it it makes it seem like old god-esque, old world. What's going on? Because then what he says is, you know, you don't know this, and I I know, Zabu, you're such a great little, you know, cat there. Uh, You know that the plunderers, they ended up ripping apart and you're, you know, your species, you're the last because of them. I would love to hear Jeremy speak dumb a voice. That would be great. I I gotta get a hold of him because it would be great because when he says all this stuff, then basically then he says, but I'm going to hook you up. And and the idea that he thinks that this is going to bring back a species where he's making a tech version of it, but basically he's made the real doll version of the cat that you end up Zabu's oh, going to go and have some private that? time I mean he's like yeah. you're, you're so going to go make he, love he to this thing extinct one. And, and, and not only made this new version of the extinct tiger but also gave her a mechanical speaking device and the first Why? thing is, hello Zabu hello. I'm plow I'm plow I'm like well <laughs> I'm going to plow you lady and, and the, the idea of this I though, haven't seen a lady cat in decades I, I think the idea of this is me saying to you I've done it I brought back the dinosaurs. You're like, oh, my God, really? And I made a transformer. It's not this isn't really the thing. And it's just it's so weird to push these. But then in that, then we go from there and you see like what sort of door was it that they went through that now they're flying (laughs) through space falling out of the sky into a maze that in my mind spells out something like it'd be on the cover that says like the thing like you'd have that. But no, it's a maze of of. Stone? I, I don't know. As an individual page, it looks pretty it cool. Looks great, but it's but just unconnected to anything else we've seen. You have weird flying monster inside, like not even stuff. But they end up landing. And I'm like, oh my God, what's going on? Let's sense. And can you sense Matthew or Zabu? I'm cut off from everything. Oh my God, what's going to happen? Then we end up seeing, you know, the, the dinosaurs frozen. Were, I, did, oh, I don't Yeah, get they're it. attacked by this crazy assortment of, there's like two headed weasel man, and then there's like these pustules on a walrus. I'm attack. telling you, it's, it's like in the Savage and then these Land. Flying robot birds, like <laughs> oh out God. of a Harryhausen film. Yeah, this thing that attacks them. It's like that, that joke with Russia, but this is this, in the Savage Land, Dingo is a baby. You end up having this two-headed monstrosity <laughs> that's like crawling out. You rang, and it's I'm gonna get you. I should eat and, you, and but I won't. Kazar and Shauna are fighting too <laughs> because Shauna says, "Oh no, we have to." Let me be clear: every species in the Savage Land is worth protecting, 
in the sense of showing it respect, which is a weird line. And meanwhile, she's showing respect, and Kazar is kicking the snot just, out of yeah, everything. Kicking He's the crap out knocking, of him. Knocking heads out of him, blowing these mosquitoes to pieces. <laughs> it's weird. I give you respect. Amalgams of things. I mean, he's basically showing like respect of the other. Like, I'm going to show you respect. Ends up going, and then you even have that whole Animal Man type ability type deal where, again, I don't. Well, here's the thing. Just imagine this. This is where it, it, this isn't in a nutshell because this whole thing's wacky. It really gets wacky in a minute. Kazar has grown a dinosaur tail. He seems to be summoning the power of a T Rex while fighting a polar bear with bat wings. And this right. seems not like not only that, it's a flying bat bear who can echolocate. And echolocate. Where he's, oh my god, it's <laughs> echolocating and finding me, even though he's right next to him. The thing can use and its also, eyes. It's completely it's, it's well lit. Yeah. So that's what what does it mean? The see. echolocation is two feet away where he's there with a big tail. And and I saw this and I saw this tail in the one deal. I'm like, is that just like kind of showing up? But then in the next panel, nope, he's got a tail. And it's, I, a, and I it's like a stegosaurus tail. Maybe there. that's foreshadowing what happens on the next <sighs> page. I guess. Because so far, we've only seen he can use these powers like Vixen, but yeah, he like doesn't an really man or turn Vixen the shape. The deal, yeah. And now he kind of turns the shape. You turn the page, and he turns into a moth. Yeah, he turns into that a moth. Is, I mean, just again, just as an image, that next panel looks, looks awesome. really cool. It makes no but, damn sense. I don't. I, so now he's a moth. He's a he moth ends man. up where now Shauna is attacking the polar bear with bat wings with some gas type deal, and then you end up Mothman. Kazar picks her up and flies out again in a convenient right, way to get out of this. That it, right, he's a lepidoptera moth, which makes no sense because all moths are lepidoptera. <laughs> yeah, so that's like saying I'm, I'm a mammal squirrel. Yeah, why? Are, yeah, and that's okay. where you end up. Where a lot of times, and even the joke about the letter that Miles had, like. You just looked that up on the Wikipedia and thought that that was an important thing. You have no idea what moths are. Well, again, not a lot of people do. But the idea of this, too, is now when you end up having Mothman Kazar grab onto Shauna and they go, okay, now we'll get out of this maze. I right. didn't really know the maze was that turn. big of a thing. They just ended up falling into it. Yeah. <laughs> you go with it because then all of a sudden. We turn the page. Oh, my God. And we see, okay, so. Mothman Kazar carrying Shauna see their son Matthew, who is standing in the mouth of a mecha dinosaur. Robot and mecha then, dinosaur, it looks like, with that eye. But it, does it look like Matthew even? The art is weird. Like, hmm. I, I and and then Matthew says, Father, and has a gun that blasts his father's moth wings off. Yeah, yeah. As if, and like, that, you blast that's the that end off. Of, of moth <laughs> exactly, when you blast the wings off, you're no longer that a moth. transform back. Yeah, you just transform back then. Like before he hits the ground, we see him hit the ground the next page, and he looks, is that, does he have his dinosaur tail back there for one panel? I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, he lands on it, and then it, why? And so, and that, yeah. I don't know. And, and so with this, though, you get to the root of Matthew's deal. Now, again, on our spotlight, we talked about Strange Academy, the idea that Calvin, without magic, doesn't know what he's supposed to be. He, he's upset. Right. I'm not he gets special. Mad like, here, here's a, a, a metaphor. He gets mad like Riff Raff at the end of Rocky Horror. Yeah, yeah. He's just he's mad. He's just mad out of nowhere. He just needs to be mad here. And he's saying, I'm nothing now, but this is the thing. 
you ended up earlier with the mention of we thought Matthew was going to be the guy who bridged the world. He's almost Anakin. He was going to make, you know, the force and and even it out, right? right? And with that, why does he know about that? Seemed like a new conversation that wasn't really. He's like, I know that 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 I'm not supposed to be this. Yeah, and says I I ended up going to you know Dumavoy and his tech because. I'm going to rewrite the future and I'm going to do this. This is where I said, it's like, oh, you boomers, you should like the tech. It makes no sense. And then he attaches, I, I <laughs> yeah. that, I guess, with an electric with an eel electric that eel. comes out of nowhere, yep. disappears into nowhere. It only exists for one panel. And then with that, you end up, oh, no, he's feeding you poison. Don't listen. Electric eel out of nowhere. And, and everything is just happening. So he is ripping apart his mom and dad and you get this deal by the end of the okay if you're gonna fight my brothers or family even though i hate them or i'm fighting them you shouldn't fight them but then all of a sudden dumavoy just shows up cthulhu like and then just starts obliterating you know kazar and shauna i mean just completely kills them in horrific ways second issue in a row this has they end the same way Last issue ended, Dumavoy killed, as far as we knew, Kazar and Shauna, and we knew they weren't really dead. And now, at this issue, he kills them both, and we know they're not really dead, because there's one more issue, and he's title character. And you end up then having Matthew, you know, oh my god, why'd you do that? You murdered my parents, it'll be funny again. Uh, oh, no, no, but you're irreplaceable, and you and I have, are the Savage Land's future, the end of the end. like, Really? Because, yeah, you know, at that point, even the mother just gets tossed. Shauna gets tossed over a cliff. Uh, and then looks a cool next issue, you know, almost like a 1950s kind of sci-fi poster. Yeah, again, deal. all these covers have yeah, great. Yeah, great. But th- this book is garbage. It, it is It is a just a, you can't, it's a convoluted mess. I don't know that the message is so wacky and over the top because of everything going on just happening and. In this, with this and the next one, at least the thing book, if you do listen to or read DC, it, it's getting Neil, you know, Neil Adams sort of deal where things just happen in yeah, wacky ways and it makes comparison. no sense. And at the end, you wonder what, what is the concept here? What are you trying to get to? What are you What are you trying to say? Very, very odd. Very Again, odd. Like Amazing Fantasy, he's clearly trying to. Ma- it's not just. An adventure story. He's trying to make a point. What but is I it? I don't know what point that is. I, I was, I mean, no I was idea. trying to, to talk with, with Gabe on, uh, on Slacks, right? Can, to try to help figure out what's going on here. And I don't think either of us are really confident that we this know what's code. going on. This is one of those things. Again, when I was real little, they said that if you could draw a perfect circle, that means you're insane. I know that that's wacky. It's something I heard, but. It almost is you don't want to know what's going on here because if you do, then you're insane. There's no way that you can make this stuff all work out. You have to go with a broad idea of, and this is what I figured out, it's garbage. Like I said, it's nothing that I think anybody's reading. And if you are, you have to be scratching your head. I just don't know why anybody would continue on with this book. And we're doing it because we're just going to end it, you know, the next issue. But boy, this is not good. The art's okay, like you said. It's it's a little yeah, step down, but it doesn't do anything. Individual panels look really nice. It doesn't do anything but, bad. It, yeah. And you said there's some panels, and you get to make some wacky drawings here. Oh yeah, that one panel of Mothzar that looks awesome. Yeah, that I looks that great. Panel. Even the coloring of it, it's really cool. But it doesn't make a damn bit of sense. But it looks fantastic. no sense. And I mean, what other book are you going to be able where you end up? Hey, can I draw a polar bear with with bat wings? No, it's not in the script, but I'll force it in at a location. Throw it in. 
Uh, but what would you give it? Uh, five. Yeah, I'm going five as well. Just a yeah. regular five, or it it's, could be yeah. an FU five that we don't usually have on this one, but it could be both. It's just, I think we're going when the sales come out, it'll be two, me and you. It, it ends up, you know, some people, I, I don't, I really don't know how you could read this and say, like, man, I got to keep going. I guess maybe it's so wacky. That you want to see if it plays? I don't know. I, I would love to read a, like an interview with Zach Thompson where someone asks him, so what, what <laughs> were you trying to do there? What You're trying to do something. What were you trying to do? Just just tell us. And yeah, just let us know. Us. And, and, and at the end of the series, after the fifth issue and the next issue, uh, do an essay of what you were trying to do because I didn't get anything from what I was getting from the page except, you know, annoyance and confusion. Uh, but I, I did think I wanted to go over to the roundup and see what the scores were. This is where you know that nobody but us are talking about this, unfortunately, because Gabe on our site has a review. Comicbook.com has a review. There's no user, nothing. There's two reviews, no user. Nobody's picking this up, but that's what we're here for, right? We're going to go to the next book. <laughs> People probably are picking this up still. I just don't know, again, if it's going to end up. The sales are have to plummet on this deal. It's the thing number two, another book that I just I just don't get. I don't get why, what, and how. Uh, but it is a new story from the classic era, it says. And it's written by Walter Mosley. It's art by Tom Riley, colors by Jordy Bell, air letters by VCs Joe Sabino. When the thing's jealousy got the better of him, his girlfriend, Alicia Masters, broke off their relationship. The thing was then approached by a Calixte, an avatar of the Elysium Courtship Dancers, a matchmaking service, and registering the thing was paired with the choreographer Amaryllis du Jour. The thing and also. find out she's not just a choreographer. She, we knew she was a choreographer slash costume designer. We learned this issue. She's a choreographer slash costume designer slash model. She's a triple threat. I mean, holy, mo- what is she in the she, black And I think pink? she's also in black pink, right? When you get this information, it's like thrown at you like it means something. Oh my gosh. Where The thing also dreamed of an encounter with a sinister being named Mott, who has been secretly creating trouble for Ben. Which, again, that's a new thing we I learned know. from the recap. Yeah, this, this happens a lot, and it annoys me when you get that. The thing and Amaryllis met at Radio City Music Hall, but their first date was interrupted by the explosive arrival of Amaryllis's obsessed fan. Uh, is it Brusque? Brusque? I think it's just Brusque. I, 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 at the beginning, I was like, Brusque. I, I had some weird deal, but it, what do they don't care? Who was given superpowers by Mott? This is such a weird thrown together story already in two issues. It already seems like it's lost any sort of barrier. <laughs> I, I get the what, concept what I think of it. Going but on is that, okay, Walter Mosley is clearly a comics fan, a Fantastic Four fan. I think he's been th- writing stories in his head for decades. And he has all these ideas and he has to get them all in. He thinks it's the only story he's going to write and he wants to get all his ideas in. In two issues. And it's it's funny too because he is he legitimately is a big Fantastic Four fan. I, I read that he said that. He ended up, you know, all that. So when you do this, you almost like I'll give him one thing. He's making things, you know, here new. So it's not like you have to have a call back and know this. A lot of guys would do that. Uh but what are you doing? I mean, maybe that would have been better because this idea of a guy with these tires, it, it looks kind of cool. It it has that 
classic type ridiculousness to it. But in the story of this gal's mind, not yours, and going into what really appears to me very similar to under New York that you had in the Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man by Tom Taylor when you end up at New Manhattan underneath. The story just goes from one thing to the other with weird progressions with a kid who shows up and and really at the end of it, I I just I ended up more confused of just what is what is this? What why are all we sorts doing of crazy yeah. convenient things happen? And and I think that what like you said, a big fan of the Fantastic Four and probably the thing. So what he does is he does set up these fights and set pieces and neat classic looking art. That's fine. But this idea of this necklace with the light and that kind of goes back and forth. One person has it, one person has it. The thing can't. He, ben has no powers because he gets touched by it. But in the meantime, you have an omniscient little kid walking around that I can only think that I'm surprised that's not Walter Mosley himself. Like he's in the issue walking him around mm. as a kid. I don't know what's going on. You tell me what's going on because they're fighting a Radio City music hall. Which really we... We don't get a great, I mean, it's legitimately having a superhero battle on the stage at Radio City Music Hall. This should look amazing. This should look huge. Yep. But we get all these little tiny close-up panels, and we don't see, you know, this this amazing fight no, very well. it should be really good. So they, they, it's just they fighty, 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 and then Russ kind of touches Ben on the shoulder with his glowy vial that he got from Mott. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that numbs out his arm. And then he touches Ben on the head and says, die. And then he kind of passes out. <laughs> I don't, I, I'm looking at, like, even in the first page, you end up having such classic lines as, you know, Brusque says, die. And then Ben responds with, they've been telling me that since your daddy's daddy was it. I'm like, oh, like you're going to do trash talk and the guy <laughs> just yelling, die? I, I even look back. I'm like, did he say something else? Went, no, just said die. And so, yeah, even he gets the good night, Gracie, you, get, you know, some classic little lines and stuff like that. That They're not funny. But like you said, you go back and forth. We don't really even know what's going on with Russ that no, this, much. this and, kid comes out of and nowhere. And that light, the this kid, kid ends apparently up. babysits an unconscious Ben for 11 or 12 hours. Yeah. Excuse me, 10 and 11 hours. So it's nighttime now. Plays it out that when this went down and Ben got knocked out and Brusque took the girl away. You end up with Mr. Jure. Um, He says that the police and everybody came, so I covered you with a tarp. I mean, this is some bad police work. They're looking around, and I guess that's like right. the idea. Well, they must have thought I was just a pile of rocks. But you look under there and see it's, a, it's very odd. That player, like, I covered it because I was afraid that you'd get caught. So here, but are we still in rated? Because now, how did he move Ben? I mean, and was like, this kid just hanging around this crime scene all day? I guess, but now they're in the sewers. Kind of, well, they walked to that. Are they Wait, still so the in kid, Radio City Music? The kid followed Brusque. Because he sees that Brusque took Amaryllis down this one particular manhole. Yeah, even then he says, like, he went down in that hole. I'm like, that's a manhole. This kid does play off like he's not real or he's not from Earth because he knows too much. He does too much. He knows a lot of things. So it then goes underground. And I don't know, is this connected to 
to what was the place uh tom taylor's that's what i said the under the under new york under it york, really right. feels like that so this is new manhattan now is this above under york, is below <laughs> you know, under york? Who they knows? Have trade relations with each other i think there's emigrate from there's one? also side new york and then there's also around the way new york that's where jennifer lopez lives right she's, she's over there around the way new york but yeah it, it feels exactly lifted from that so it, if you read that, you're like, really, we're doing this stuff again? But even the, then, the art gets weird here because because we got a completely black and white panel that I thought might when when I saw it, well, I thought maybe we only got not un, we got unfinished art, but no, this is the finished art. And he says Reed made this torch for me eight years ago, and this is the first time I've ever needed it. We don't see we don't see a torch. No, we don't see where it came from. He's only wearing his you know tight blue yeah he's got his you know, undies type deal on so his I don't shorts know, i don't know where he pulled the bluesies who knows yeah. that's why he hasn't used in a while uh <laughs> yeah and and really because they say he's such a, a tight ass that it's probably you know made a diamond now because it's in there that's the only way i could think it was but he ends up that's gonna put why why did you need that like it's such a weird call out to go down and, and this new manhattan you got the guy who's the leader. He's got a, right. a pot on his head. <laughs> he is. He's like, oh, so weird. And then the combo of like that, you see him, he's got all sorts. It, it's almost like, yeah, you know, Peter Pan-esque okay. type deal. With, right. you what's, know. This, what's this guy's name? Lamp Letter Ford. <laughs> he's yeah. wearing a high visibility vest, yeah. uh, a U.S. Marshal star, and a pot Smiley on his head. Smiley button. He's got a pot on his head. Like I said, he he's like and one of the lost out, boys. That that okay, Brusque used to live here. He was one of them. He got really all up and you know, all up in himself about the model slash choreographer, Amaryllis <laughs> du jour. The reason he left New Manhattan was to go find her. It okay. it reminded me of if you if anybody's a fan of the Who, it's like pictures of Lily. Like he just got obsessed because probably a picture went down in the deal, but And then we're told that Bill came back down. And I guess just while Thing was unconscious, killed a bunch of the New Manhattanites. Because we see, like, a, a, a hand. Uh. And then the next panel, is that just a flashback to Ben's dream? I, I think that they're saying because that see he might have killed mound. a trillion people. We see a mound of dead bodies. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm a lot, I'm not sure right? if, if that's real or if that's just... From Ben's dream last issue. Maybe. Maybe it's the dream, but it looks like this is an apocalypse that happened there. But, you know, Mm -hmm. even with this whole deal, like, okay, and he's probably at the fort, the fort, this town. Okay, where's the fort? Oh, you know, it's this way. Over there, sure. Oh, and by the way, here's the kid again. Who hits an (laughs) old-timey... With a picture. I don't know if it's a a cameo. What is that? And, oh, again, amazing coincidence... The kid knows all about New Manhattan because his dad used to be an um archaeologist kind yeah. of. Yeah. So something weird's going on there. I, I don't get it. And they set off like they're going to find the wizard. Is it possible right now that this is like Sixth Sense, Ben sees dead people? That, that I, I don't get it. Because even then when he finds this old-timey pen and pen, amazing! And then Ben's like right behind him. All right, let's go. We're going to go to this tower. All right. Oh, by the way. Uh, my dad was an archaeologist. He disappeared. I don't understand. Whatever is it going to be? Mott? Is it going to be? I don't. I did. I don't know. But you end don't up know. where, and, and oh. even in this, like this little kid does play off like a sixty-year-old man. Like he's an old soul. He is with. Oh man, doesn't sound like your father's pretty good. And then this kid goes, "Do you have a son, Mister Grimm?" He's like, "Uh, touche, jerk." 
And then they just go on and they get to this tower. And then you have the idea that there's no front door. There's only one little brick that you can pull out and only he can fit in. So Ben can't go in. But in the meantime, this kid wants him to run distraction. Y'all right. the, the kid knows there's one brick to move. So I guess that's because he's been down here before. For yeah, some reason. yeah. And you don't even get that, though. It, it's so weird. But you end up where he goes in and then Ben's like, hey, buddy, you up there. Hey, Billy, Billy Broadman, you there? Let's fight, dude. And he's like, I'm going to get you. Well, you're supposed to be dead. And you have this fight that goes back and forth and gets so confusing at a point while this kid ends up freeing Mr. Jure as the fight. And the, the whole thing is this vial, the, this light. And it just keeps now, going back and forth. Doesn't and, it look like Brusque jumps off the top of the castle? Like he should be plummeting to his death. Yeah. Well, at one point, Ben just hits him right in the face. I mean, really splats him. Should be dead as well. But who knows? Because And then Ben slips. I love that he goes in for the kill shot. And he slips and falls. And then right. we play. Ironically, he slips on a rock. Yeah, which... slips on a rock. Then oh, the kid rock, shows you betrayed up. Me. And and with that is, it, are we having Chris Angel mind freaking going on because he ends up throwing him a hanky? Where then he right. ends up and doing a magic trick. Inside the hanky, there's <laughs> now I don't know. that 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 glove. It's drawn, if you notice, with the same pattern that the Vibranium Jail set had a couple issues ago, or last issue. So I think this is a Vibranium glove. Where this came from, because it's... I'm playing the idea because I'm telling you, when he throws that, that, you know, the, the handkerchief type deal, and it lands, it does land with a thump, but I never get the weight of something in there right, i swear it's no a magic trick sense of size or physicality no, to it i think that he puts it over his hand voila, and starts attacking but this, you, this glove, he can grab the vial with his glove and that protects him and that's how ben wins the fight yeah he grabs the vial and then punches with his other hand brusque mm-hmm. who then all of a sudden takes off his mask and is like i'm gonna fight you like a regular man now and then they fight a little but the whole thing is and again you go back to this deal you know, she's yours, she's mine, I love her, and I'm not property. And then you end up just a fight, and this fight's over, right. ba-boom, ba-boom, yeah, throw him over. Him up in rebar, and then <laughs> Brusk's heart explodes out of his chest, it, turns it's into now. ugly old guy, right? Turns into Mott, which is, this is all we see of Mott, this whole issue, in this one little explosion illusion. And yeah, they're like, oh, that was weird, and then they go on about their business. Like, oh, okay, this guy dropped dead. A, an old man heart exploded out of him, and now oh, we sh- we should bury him. Ben okay. says, "Did you see that?" And you know, Dijord goes, "Oh, you mean the heart explode?" No, no, no. And then the kid goes, "No, the face, like an old man." Okay, let's go. And they just walk away. And then, but first, we should bury Billy. Huh? We need to have a ceremony. I mean, we know he just murdered a bunch of the New Manhattanites. We don't care about them, but we're going to have a little ceremony for for, for Billy here. So we're going to bury him. And talk a little and get a little smooch, and then you end up having crazy governor. Oh, he shows up <laughs> again. He's got a so missile he's, launcher. He's at, right. So this mob is armed with, we see some some rakes, a wrench, look a at pirate the, look sword. At the wrench in the back. That's the biggest wrench I've ever seen in my life. Who? And one rocket-propelled missile launcher. A missile launcher. I, I want to be the guy who's like, why did I get the cane? And then the other guy's like, <laughs> I got a saw. I mean, oh, it seems we, like we it'd do be have good, a classic baseball bat with a nail through it. Oh yeah, you always have that. You know, you have the Negan, and then I like the one person who has a pickaxe, 
and a hoodie with maybe the Raptors symbol, a big Raptors fan there. I don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> Some of these are going to swashbuckle away. The others are going to build a building. And then, you know, the saw. Right. And, but the idea is that we've just learned now that uh, no one's allowed to leave. Yeah. And makes it no. seem like they said it. Said I, I told you before, as I was saying, you're not allowed to. Not, what? I, I really but, think, too, you get the I guess saw. this is a new decision. I think it's a new one because it says after Bill killed so many of us. And I think. Again, it's not clear when this killing happened, but I think it happened just that day. I guess, but they Finn didn't say it earlier, but I think that maybe they're like, well, he'll take care of that. We'll take out Like, what is the plan there? I just want yeah, the guy. While, while Thing was off fighting Brusque and killing the guy who killed all of them, right? So he should be their pal. But while this was all happening, they had a little parliament and they had a vote and they decided no one can ever leave. He yelled, grab your rake. I love the rake in the back, but I also think that I'd love to play that this guy in the front there, almost like a cod piece, is actually a washboard. We can get a jug band going. You, you get the saw, <laughs> and you, you know, when they hit the saw, and it makes yeah. that wah, 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 Yeah, my, <laughs> my great uncle used to play yeah. the saw. Ooh, ooh. You have somebody there, they're doing the hoe. <laughs> That'd be great. He's like, you can't leave <laughs> because we're about the hoe down. You can't leave during a hoe down. Nobody is allowed the, to destroy the hoe. Exactly. So they, there it is. He's like, oh, oh. And hockey stick. Hockey stick. I mean, some of these things are, then in the very back, and it's a harpoon. like, oh, a there's a harpoon yeah. there. So weird, like Captain Ahab's. Part I of the love crew. the idea that this is almost like Pink I way. said, the Lost Boys. That you're ending up picking up discarded things in the sewer over the years. Like, Who's throwing away the cutlass? Like a, a cutlass <laughs> ends up in the sewer. I understand. And one like rocket a, propelled <laughs> missile launcher. Yeah, with the stop sign, there is a chest plate, right? And and some like maybe a tin shed type, you know, thing for shoulder pads. And ends and also. Get the pot off your head. Right. I mean, really? So the idea is that that Lamplighter Ford even says, okay, Thing, you might survive, but your friends, we're going to murder the human beings you're with. So, you know, you got to stop. But then how are, how are our heroes going to escape the situation? Well, true believer, Lamplighter Ford just freaking drops dead. He clutches his chest. That's all that happens. And just drops dead. The old That's man, all he got too excited. And then everybody else, no one picks up the <laughs> missile launcher. Nope, they run. They, right, they run off. Everybody else runs off. They're I thought NPCs. they were running towards them as a, a mob. Nope, they dropped all of their weapons and ran. And right. then you just have the thing and the other. They just walk away. This guy, right. that, even, that's even the, the ending. Even the kid says that seems way too convenient. So... Are we supposed to think this is a mot thing? We don't see any floating mot heads here. No, and the the you would think that this heart would burst out again, but it doesn't. But it's a heart thing. But I think the guy he doesn't look like he's in uh, great shape. He's not ready to get that missile launcher and take it to the streets here. He should have been training <laughs> all along. Do you, do you notice? So the guy has a stop sign on the front. Do you do you notice what happens when he when he passes out no. and falls down face dead first? End. And backs is <laughs> dead. End. So funny. <laughs> I'm like, yep, this whole book isn't dead. And now, again, I'm having a lot of fun talking about the mob here. This mob would go out of New Manhattan and take on, you know, the basically the kids up with uh, – it was one of the Fantastic Four issues I think that me and Brandon talked about where you end up having in Ben's neighborhood, you have those toughs that always have stuff like that. It'd be great. But in this, you end the issue with, oh, no, we're going to die, at least these, this kid and this woman. And the guy just has a heart attack out of nowhere with no explanation. That's convenient. Let's go. You can kind of get a laugh out of that and go with the joke or whatnot. But the rest of the issue is 
It just makes no sense. And I think that this is just, hey, we're going to have Ben do some random things. Hey, you can have some wacky fun. And it's just not, it's not playing out well. And I think the art is a step down from last issue, too. There's some panels that kind of seem unfinished. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bad. It's bad. What would you give this? I'm at a four. Yeah, I'm one. at a four five. <laughs> I was just gonna give it another five, but I don't know. This is a little like I. I don't even get that there's a message being told here. I, right. I kind of get this, that there's a weird thing in Kazar, but this just seems wacky. Yeah, even just the general what story is being told makes less sense here know. than Kazar. I don't know. We're gonna go to the last book of the night, though. Well, Boy, I wonder what the book of the week is. Holy crap, this isn't a real strong week for us, but we're going to do the Hulk number two, a book that I was really looking forward to. I was really excited. Donnie Cates, what is he going to do? He ended up saying that it's going to be more action-oriented coming out of the immortal Hulk, you know, being kind of a mind-bender deal. And now he's getting wacky. I, I don't know why everybody wants to be wacky this week, but this is Hulk number two, written by Donnie Cates. With art by Ryan Otley, I think the art is awesome. But inks by Cliff Rathburn, colors by Frank Martin, letters by VCs Corey Petit. A lot of big panels, too. But you end up where Bruce Banner has somehow managed to split the Hulk into three distinct parts. The Hulk's body has been turned into a starship. Banner's psyche pilots it from within the Hulk's mind. And the Hulk's psyche heals the starship with his anger, which Banner harnesses by locking the Hulk in the engine room and sending escalating levels of opponents for him to fight. With the world blaming the Hulk for a mysterious, deadly incident in El Paso, which I completely forgot about. I'm glad they brought that up in this. Banner pilots the Starship Hulk through a portal to an unstable pocket dimension, warning the heroes of Earth that he is leaving because none of them will know how to deal with what he is going to become. That is all fine and dandy. In this issue, you just end up, and it's real quick. I mean, this yeah. is a quick read with, like I said, this really, is really good looking. This really an art showcase. It is. It That's is. what this Pull is about. Out. And you end up even at the beginning with that kind of a wink-wink, the alternate universe timeline hazard operations response and intervention team. They're like, hey, stop there. You see them for there, and boom, they get destroyed. Clearly, that's the the acronym there is the authority. Yep. But it's not that authority. No. And it's funny because they couldn't come up with what the Y would stand for. (laughs) So they just have him cut off. I I actually think the ending was, you know, the intervention team, yo. That's what it was. He was just giving a shout out with the you. Uh, but yeah, you end up, that's funny that they did that, actually, that you said that. And this Starship right, Hulk they're, just they're kind of in the bleed, it. but we don't call it the bleed. And we see these characters, and we think they're, they're drawn like, oh, we have these new characters. We can yeah. learn who they are. But they exist for the space of like three panels, and then you turn the page, and it's apparently he's on cruise control. Yeah, that's what makes Starship, me laugh. Yeah, Starship Hulk just flies right through them, turns them into red mist yes. while we see Banner just sleeping in the chair. Yeah, we didn't realize like Tesla had made You end up with the, the autopilot, like you said, and he wakes up. Oh, what happened? It's just covered in blood and guts, this whole deal. Um, But there's problems and he is being tracked. Something's trying to get him. He wakes up. There's a lot of emergencies going on. And the, the whole thing so far with this is, if something happens, crank it up to the next level. That's basically right. what so we get. So he's being zapped by this blue orb that's kind of trying to suck in the Hulk. Okay. So the way he's going to escape is oh, we get this warning that if they run out of power, the Hulk will revert back to being Banner, which would be bad because I guess because all the parts come back together, plus he can't survive. Yeah, he bleed. wouldn't survive here. Or, he would right. die. So yeah, you have that now. 
Have we actually seen the full out throttle? Like I'm talking, do we see that? Because I swear to God, they're going to have it go to 11 just as a joke <laughs> at the end. That We're going to all, we're going to think that. Yeah, I don't know if we've seen the whole day because I'm telling you, we're going to get to 10, even though even at a two or three is dangerous. But they end up where we're going to be at 10 thinking that's the end. And then they're going to go, oh, no, we'll crank it to I just I get the idea we're going to do that. But in this, you don't get a ton of stuff. Like I said, it, you're right. It's full out art showcase and the art colors. Everything is fantastic. We it end up really seeing two more stages of the engine room, which look really cool. And plus, last time I was confused because we saw stage one and then the next page says, Infinite armies. Infinite armies, yeah. Yeah. So Which I, I didn't know what that meant, but now we find out that the stages have names. Yeah, and it, it's so, pretty much danger room, but you know, anger room type right. deal with so the stage Hulk. one, I guess stage zero is just Hulk punching a door. Right? He's kind of pissed off to be behind the door, so he punches the door. Stage one is infinite armies, where we saw the helicopters and stuff attack him. But now we have to move the throttle to stage two, which is monsters. Monsters. Looks and great, see, right? I know. I, I recognize Fin Fang Foom. Yeah, Fin Fang Foom is the, the big others. deal there. And I'm like, oh, there's the wolf mans. That one, I don't even know. <laughs> they just end yeah. up where it's monsters. And they're going to, it's cool. It looks great. But looks again, fantastic. is this what we're going to keep getting? Because even later, you even have the wink wink where we'll get to stage three. That's like a classic battle. But again, it's just this room to upset the Hulk. In the roundabout deal, this becomes dangerous because, oh, we can't crank it up that much. But also, we did get that little tidbit even before uh, where Betty's like, you're pretty much abusing a little kid here as how you're doing this. You know, even like a special mm-hmm. needs kid, if you really want to go with it, the idea that you're abusing somebody who doesn't understand what's going on and is acting out and, and you're just well, using that anger I to think fuel Hulk everything. Hulk understands a little more than we thought because when the monsters appear, we see Hulk say, Banner, as he picks up a weapon to fight. So Hulk kind of knows who is torturing him. I think. And again, that's the, the play here of you You ended up where the immortal Hulk run of Al Ewing, in my mind, was trying to connect a lot of these personas and try to make, you know, make, uh, you know, sense of it in a weird, wacky way. But with this, right, make friends with each other. Yeah, with this, it's full out. You know, not only am I going to just use the Hulk when I need it, like everybody else does, but I'm going to abuse him to get what I want. But in the end, it seems like this is something that he planned of how he has to do. Like it's all there, but it's not really there. You're just having these scenes in this issue, especially where I just need more story. I know the visuals are wow factor visuals because then. That doesn't work enough. We got to let go to stage three. And you hit the stage three, and it is giant size Wolverine. Again, that is cool. Wolverine versus Hulk, classic deal. Uh, but it's just. It looks in cool, this. but we, we know it doesn't matter because it's only there to make the engines. Go. And in this part, you're already getting to the point where it's too much. Like, we know this. Okay, we get it. Uh, and even when you have Betty show up of the mind, kind of talking, like, oh my God, you're going to break him. Oh, no, no, he's stronger than you think, all these things going on. Right, but we get Banner saying the classic line, he's the strongest one there is. Yeah, 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 and you end up, I, I just like when you end up having the Hulk pretty much rip out one of the claws, ends up stabbing him in the chest, but that makes his eyeball pop out, Wolverine's out. But it, it's all blood, guts, gore, and, and big, nice panels that, that look well, crazy we, good. We did but, see him actually attack the eye a couple pages yeah, earlier. Yeah, so, so thing was you have all this stuff was going on. Yeah, so you have this, but it's it just the gore for the gore and stuff. but. Yeah, and then he's like, okay, I'm going to back it off. And so with all right. that, what's... I think it's... what The way it works is it allows Ryan Otley to draw the gore 
but we know it's not real, so it it kind of gives some license to be as yeah. gory as you want to be. Also, you get to see a horrific death for a, a giant wolverine. It, it's a wow factor type deal, but all this then, such a quick read, where you're going through again, he's like, banner, because, yeah, the Hulk knows, knows who's abusing him, but also says we never lose, that's what Bruce says, and then they just fall out into this giant, you know, underground lair type deal. Right, he's completely sucked into this orb, and it turns out he's in this kind of green lab, and he's kind of behind a force field, can't get through the force field, and we see that the the scientist in the area is kind of he has glowing green glasses and a cane, and then the reveal, is, oh, the reveal is that this is Dr. Bruce Banner of some version, of some, some sort of deal. reality timeline, who apparently is bald now, and I'm not sure if he's missing an eye or just that's reflected on the glasses. He's been looking for hooks, it seems, because he says, you're different from the rest. You can speak and reason. So it, it, it's funny because you mentioned, going on. you mentioned earlier, but it does remind me of like he's starting to try to make his counsel of banners like a Reed Richards deal of that sort of thing. But, you know, you just end up having it happen. And, yeah, you just by the end, I'm like, OK, that's might be interesting. I don't know yet. But because we didn't really do much in this. I mean, it, it is a fight issue, but the fights of the mind kind of of the room. Mm-hmm. So that sure. doesn't really play out. And you're just going through, like you said, almost like the bleed with this. Oh, my God, somebody's trying to get us. Boom. There he is. Old man banner. OK. And, and by the end, it just felt like a really, really incomplete type of deal that I didn't get much except that the art is incredible. It really is. But overall. It's pretty thin rigs is what it is. And I think that Donny Cates is playing this because he has these ideas in his mind and he loves to play along with the mythologies and the mythos of things or whatever. So whatever he's up to, it's just not playing out well in two issues in my mind, especially when you come out of a beloved thing like the Immortal Hulk, where I, I need to see right now why. And I, me and you are going to be doing this book for whenever it's going right on the podcast. But. Somebody who was an Immortal Hulk fan may be like, okay, well, you have a good jumping off point at the end of the Al Ewing run. Let me see what's going on from here. I don't know how well this serves, you know, making people want to continue. I have no idea, but it's it's confusing me uh, of why you're going this route of over-the-top visuals, but not much of a story yet at all. Uh, including wacky things like Starship Hulk and stuff like that. But uh, what would you give it? Yeah, I'm on the same line of things. The the story, I I like what happened. Like if you say, okay, he he traveled through into the. We saw him go into this separate dimension, and now he's been captured by this alternate Bruce Banner. That's a cool story beat, but it's just a story beat. We had one story beat and fantastic art. So I, I guess a seven point three. Yeah, I'm gonna go seven. Uh, because of the art. And again, I trust, Don- I like Donny Cates. It's weird. Like, he's one of those guys that you either seem to really like him or, or people just hate yeah. his guts. But I think a lot of times they hate his guts because he changes his hair color and things. I don't care about that. So I like, the, I love the Venom, especially at the beginning. Yeah, it got a little long in the tooth at the end, yeah, but I like a lot of his Ghost things. Ghost Rider was a really cool out-of-nowhere story. Even the things, one of the first independent comics that I read was his Paybacks, which I thought was awesome. And uh, and people should check that out. But uh, with that, 
yeah, I, I need some solid ground here. And, and having this, maybe we'll get it. Maybe we'll get an explanation of some things going on and we'll see from there. But what is your book of the week? My book of the week is Strange Academy. And that was on the Patreon spotlight. A little commercial there. Mine is actually uh, Miles Morales' Spider-Man, which is odd because that didn't have a lot going on. But kind of a down week of confusing books. Uh, but with that, Here's and I, I I forget to do this and I'm going to try to remember it from now and this is what okay. seems to be what's coming up next week so we'll end up you know finding out here and it's weird I'm on Comicsology and they don't have the full out number but it's Amazing Spider-Man number 82 we got Avengers number 51 Avengers Forever number one that kind of old universe dark universe story of that one of my favorite books Avengers Tech On. Uh, that's at issue number five that, or, Actually, that's a six issue I don't understand Black Panther number two uh, We okay, are going to nope, have uh, A book that I think that you'll laugh When I say this, that we didn't like Uh-oh. But I don't know why It makes me smile thinking we get to talk about it Hawkeye Kate Bishop number two Wacky book uh, <laughs> Right, we can we can find Ghost Kid Yeah, yeah, yeah Ghost Kid The Kid, search for Ghost Kid uh, Everybody needs Ghost Kid We have Kang the Conqueror number 5 of 5 So that'll end that in Hopefully it fun. ends up in a, a good way We have something that we could We'll talk about it Because there are a lot of books coming out But we also have King Conan number 1 We'll see how we deal with that but Oh, just to, that's yeah. the one that uh, Jason Wastelander's Aaron, guy yeah, has a story yeah. in Okay, he does have it in that as well And I think Jason I, Aaron's yeah, doing I, I something I saw he had one too. in King Conan number 1 I okay. thought it already come out but. Oh, that's that's cool So we also have uh, Moon Knight number 5 Big book that we Great, do yeah. enjoy Supposedly we have Miss Marvel uh, Beyond That whole deal, 1 of 5 I think it has more of a title uh, Beyond the Limit Telling you the way they spell these titles. We'll see what we're doing with that. That's just a mini series, but I do love Miss Marvel. Phoenix Song Echo number three. Mm. And going down, I mean, there's a bunch here. We're going to have to yeah, figure out the deal. You also have Venom number three and Wastelanders Hawkeye. It just keeps going, but those seem to be the books that we would have to pick from to see what we're going to be doing. All that going down. And I did see, I don't know if you saw that just the last night or, or so. The Ram, uh, it was announced that he is a Carnage book coming out uh, later, hmm. uh, I think starts in March. So he's going full on that Venom sort of deal and the symbiote. Okay. So that's kind of cool uh, as well. But yeah, a bunch of books. Some of those big ones, like we said, that Black Panther, that Hawkeye Kate Bishop that just started King Conan. We like a bunch of these as well. I'm worried about that Avengers forever. We'll have to see what's going on with that before we... You know, dive in. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm sure there'll be some good stuff and, and some, some stuff. wacky stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll be dealing with most of those, if not all. We'll see how that goes down next week. And then I believe then the following week, because of it being a holiday week between Christmas and New Year's, I think that Marvel has like two books coming out there. So they're really okay, maybe shoving we'll, maybe them we'll out. They're shoving them out this week. And that's what we might end up doing. That's why I brought it up. We might end up moving some of those the other deal but we'll let everybody know what we're doing with that when you end up tuning in but thanks everybody hope you're enjoying all these shows hope you're enjoying uh jason on the show as much as i am i've had some people say that you have upped the ante which of oh, course wow. usually that gets me angry right I'm like, and it's nothing with you <laughs> oh like, no how dare you like what are you talking about but we do get how to talk you? about more books more cohesive than going on so i i appreciate it myself plus everybody comes out on time which i'm the worst with so 
with all of that also i hope they're enjoying the star wars guild just as a shout out if you listen to star wars no star wars this week that we have and they pushed all those next week so i'll probably have something on sunday night like a uh a best Marvel Comics deal. I'll try to figure out what I'm going to do there. But all that, thanks. Go to our Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. Follow us. We'll follow you back. Go to our website that I started kicking up the reviews again, also with Gabe. Shout out to Gabe. That is Gabe, at Gabe. com, And then go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science. Help us out for all the things we do here and get a ton, ton more, including me and Jason doing a little death notes podcast as well death notes 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 it's the reading club deal uh, but know. yeah check all that stuff out and more but thanks everybody thank you jason and we will talk you, to you later